Okay, great first. So we are on episode 19 from the book titled The Terrible Two. It is Wednesday, May the 27th, and we are on the last couple chapters, so we'll see how the book ends. And tomorrow I will start with the second book because there's a continuation to this one. So we are on chapter 36, and it ended with the boys getting all of the cows into the school and Principal Barkin coming into the school and realizing that there are several cows in the hallway, and he has just uh, found another one in the closet um, where the cleaning supplies are. So uh, on to chapter 36. At 7.45, Miles and Niles crossed the parking lot and joined a throng of students amassed on the lawn. Principal Barkin had a bullhorn. He was bearing the entrance. Maybe that's barring, barring the entrance, right? That means like blocking it. Later, students would agree that Barkin's face had never been so purple. It looked like his neck held up a screaming bilberry. I repeat, form an ordinarily clump. What's going on, asked Tolly. Yeah, said the guy, Scotty. What's going on? What's going on is that you can't come into school right now because, because it's on fire. Panic, screaming, was on fire, was on fire. A small fire that is out. Remain on the premises. Everything is safe. If it's safe, why can't we go inside? Asked Miss Shandy. Um, because there's a flood. Likely the flood put up a small fire, but now there's a lot of water. Remain in a clump. The school day will commence shortly. It smells like a cow, said Stuart. What? No, that is just the smell of burned things that are now wet. When something is on fire and then gets flooded, it sometimes makes a cow smell. Somewhere in the art room, a cow mood. That sounded like a cow, said Holly. Ridiculous. What is more likely, Holly, that we had a fire and a flood or that there are cows in school? I guess the fire and flood? Exactly, Holly, exactly. There's a cow in the art room, Stuart said. He had his hands cupped against the window and was peering inside. Stuart, step away from the building. There are six cows in the art room. Chaos, laughter, students, all students. Principal Barkin, step away from the building. Stop looking through the windows. There are cows everywhere, Stuart said. Bossy came up to the window behind Barkin. Well, isn't this something, said Holly. Another cow, said Stuart. This is like Cow City. Bossy's breath left a thick coating of cud on the, on the glass. There is nothing remarkable happening, shouted Barkin. I think the cat's out of the bag, Barry, said Miss Shandy. Leave, go home, stop looking, go away. Principal Barkin said, school is cancelled. Mayhem, cheering. Chapter 37. Miles went over to Niles' house for a celebratory breakfast. Cereal and toast with three kinds of jam and scrambled eggs with onions, all washed down with a big glass of milk. It was delicious, but the plank wasn't quite finished. At about 10.30, Miles and Niles returned to school. They found Barkin behind the school where he had gone with his son after the students had left that morning. For a while, Josh had tried to push a cow out the rear exit. It won't go down the steps, Dad. Of course she won't, Principal Barkin had said. Haven't you ever read the booklet? You're not helping. Go home. He called his wife to pick Josh up and spent the next couple of hours sitting. Niles, am I glad to see you, said Principal Barkin when he saw the pair approach. Miles, I am not glad to see you. Unless you're here because Niles can prove that you put these cows in the school and he is here to turn you in. I didn't do it, Miles said. That's what you always say, said Principal Barkin. You should put that on a t-shirt and then I will wear a t-shirt that says, yes, you did. Principal Barkin, said Niles. Miles couldn't have done it. Barkin stared at his school helper. Why not? Because Miles spent the night at my house. On a school night, we were studying for Miss Shandy's test, Niles said. Test? Principal Barkin exhaled faintly. School canceled on a test day? 
and election day now said we were supposed to vote for class president. Principal Barkin's gaze went fuzzy. It looks like the cows are still here, said Miles. Of course they are, said Principal Barkin. You can't go down steps. Doesn't anyone read the booklet? Hey, maybe you should call your brother, said Miles. Isn't he a farmer? I can't. They're all branded B. They're his cows. Oh, said Miles. So then shouldn't you tell him? No, no, no. Bob has a big mouth and you boys wouldn't understand. Thanks for coming, but I'm afraid you can't be of much help, Niles. And Miles, you can be of even less help. Actually, said Niles, we think we figured out who did this. We think we know who did all the pranks. Barkin snapped. I right. You do? Yeah, said Miles. We think, well, we think, we think it was Josh, said Niles. Josh who, said Principal Barkin. Josh Barkin, said Niles. Josh, my son Barkin, said Principal Barkin. Yes, said Niles. That's insane, said Principal Barkin. Is it, said Niles. Think about it. He would have access to your car keys and the keys to the school and even the locker combinations. Maybe Josh is the one who framed Miles with that pie catapult. I mean, we know Josh doesn't like Miles. Well, nobody's likes Miles. He's a prankster. But what if he's not? Barton hesitated. But no, Josh couldn't have. He was at Cody Burr Tyler's Nature Scout Outdoor Jamboree last night. On a school night, Niles said. Well, you boys understand, said Barton. It was Cody Burr Tyler. Miles smiled. Principal Barkin, Miles said. Cody Burr Tyler doesn't even exist. Now that is insane. That is insane, said Niles. We went to his birthday party. I bought that guy a present. I met some kids from St. Perputia. Perputia? The other week, Miles said. They've never heard of him. But then who'd I give a present to, Niles asked. Who'd we all give presents to? Who was wearing that football helmet? Unless, I mean, Josh was basically the only kid who was not at the party. No, 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 no. I have the invitation to the jamboree right here. See, from Cody Burr Tyler. Barkin pulled out a card from his principal pack. Niles took a look. Red ink. He drew in a long, slow, tragic breath and shook his head. I hate to say it, but this could be a forgery, Principal Barkin. Josh was the only student to fill out my mid-year wellness survey in red. Then there's a note on the next page in the book. Dear Josh Barkin, this is your good friend, Cody Burr-Tyler, inviting you to join me at my annual Nature's Coat Outdoor Jamboree. I camp out on the night of March 31st. For 100 years, this event has been held on the last day before April, which unfortunately falls in a school night this year, as an opportunity to renew our virtue and respect each spring. I hope you can make it. I promise you'll get plenty of sleep, and my dad will get you to school on time. Respectfully, Cody Bertiler. For once, Barkin didn't go purple. He went pale. Excuse me, boys, I have to make a phone call. Earlier that week, <clears throat> excuse me, Josh Barkin had received an invitation from Cody Bertiler, but it hadn't been to a jamboree, and it hadn't been in red ink. It was written with a blue bit velocity 1.6 millimeter ballpoint pen and mailed by Miles Murphy on March 23rd. Here is what it said. Dear Josh Barkin, what's going on, dude? Guess what? Congratulations, because you've been invited to join Cody Burr Tyler's secret pranking club. But hold your horses, man. You're not in yet. You want to be in this club, and guess what? You'll have to prove yourself by spending the entire night in my secret HQ on a school night. Spend the night in my treehouse on March 31st. At dawn of April the 1st, carve your initials on the wall. Then you are in. Warning. We will be watching. If you show up at dawn and pretend you've been there all night, we will see you. If you try to write your initials before dawn, we will see you. And then you will be out forever. How are you going to pull this off? That's your problem. Make something up. Tell your folks you're hanging out at my nature scout jamboree. Oh, wait. Why am I giving you ideas? You think of something. Destroy this message as soon as you read it. Eat it or something or else. Cody. It took a brief principal-to-principal -principal call for Barkin to verify that Miles and Niles were right. Nobody called... Cody Bert Tyler was enrolled at the St. Papuchia School. 
But at home, Josh Barkin swore Cody was real. Okay, so I wasn't at his jamboree, but I couldn't have moved Uncle Bob's cows. I was spending the night at Cody Bird Tyler's secret HQ. I even carved my initials in the wall with the date. I'll show you. And so Principal Barkin followed Josh into the forest. And while the perfect treehouse takes hammers, saws, and six weeks to build, it only takes a sledgehammer, a delicious breakfast, and a couple of hours to dismantle completely. But Josh Barkin stood at the base of the sycamore, looking up at the branches that held only the beginnings of buds that would soon bloom bright red. I want you to walk out of this forest, back to our house, and up to your room, said Principal Barkin. You are grounded, and although it pains me to say that you are officially on probation at Yawnee Valley Science and Letters Academy. But you can't put me on probation. That would mean, yes, that would mean you are ineligible for student council. When we reschedule school elections, Holly Rash will be running unopposed. Josh turned his back and muttered, Nimbus. But Principal Barkin wasn't finished. And Josh, he said, I certainly can put you on probation. I can do anything. I am the principal. Principal Barkin straightened his red tie. He had a pretty bad day, but that was a pretty good power speech. All right, last chapter, chapter 3. The best way to get cows down a short flight of stairs is to build a ramp by covering the steps with a few sheets of thick plywood. It's also the best way to get a car up a flight of stairs. By the time Bob Barkin showed up in his truck and built just and built just such a ramp, no, Miles Murphy was already asleep. It was the earliest Miles had ever gone to bed, including sick days. After Miles left school for the second time that day, he'd gone straight home and found his wagon waiting on the front porch. There was a present inside wrapped in green with a yellow ribbon. He opened it up in his room. In a shoebox wrapped in tissue paper was a sash that said, School Helper, Helper. He tried it on. Maybe it was just exhaustion, but he liked how it looked. Miles Murphy brushed his teeth and got into bed. He put his pranking journal underneath his pillow. The sun streamed through his window, but he didn't pull the shade. Miles Murphy was a cowboy, a cattle rustler, a pranking legend, and nobody knew it except himself and Niles Sparks. And that was good, and his bed was warm, and it wasn't long before Miles was sleeping, the best sleep he had slept since he moved to Yawnee Valley. Somewhere in the distance, a cow mood. All right, that's the end of that book. Brief four is the terrible two. So stay tuned tomorrow um, for the second book written by the same two authors. Um, I got to look at the title. I don't have it in my hand, but I believe it's called the Terrible Twos again or something like something along those lines. So tune in tomorrow for the first episode of the second book. Thanks, Greg.